Hello everyone and welcome back to Hope Reclaimed. I'm your host, Ellie Hope Herringshaw, and I'm glad that you're here today. It's on this podcast that we talk about active and practical ways that we can step into healing because Jesus has already extended healing to us, and sometimes it's our job to step in and receive that for ourselves. We are starting a new podcast series today on family dynamics, and I am joined by none other than my parents welcome to the podcast yay so is this an an analysis of our dynamics is that what we're doing well family dynamics within the context of divorce or tough things that that happen yeah guys i'm so glad that you're here dad my 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 father mark harry and shaw is here he's been on the podcast many times and my mom jill hi mom hello you're finally here on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you for having me. By, um, finally, <laughs> you have been, you've been, um, you've been highly requested on the podcast. So I'm really glad that you're here. No, oh. seriously, people have been like, "When's your mom coming on? Like, does she?" I mean. Yeah. So now you're here. Oh, thanks thank for being here. Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> of course, of course. So of course, this this series is focusing on those um, those family dynamics, those those relationships um, that that are affected because of the ripple effects of of the the hard stuff that happened. I mean, I went through a divorce three years ago, and you guys watched me go through that divorce. And it was, I mean, I, I don't know what it's like to be on your side. And, and I think this is gonna be an interesting conversation and, and an important one, because you guys went through this too. I mean, you guys lost a son-in-law when I lost a husband. Mm-hmm. So why don't we just dive in right there? Tell me a little bit about your experience with that and um, yeah, what that was like for you guys. Yeah, I think the first image that comes to my mind is your wedding. Yeah. And in my role in that wedding, I remember we had a picture that the photographer took um, of me just just before we went down the aisle. We were kind of up yeah. the hallway. And that picture is there and, and, and how fulfilled I felt personally, as a father, mm-hmm. um, seeing you to this point in your life and really believing, okay, you're moving into a new phase. We're moving into a new phase in our relationship with you. And we we really felt great peace about that. I did personally. Yeah. And that picture um, captured that. And then the night that we learned of all the events that led to the divorce, how um, I mean, for me, it was an alternate reality, like I know it was for you, because yeah. I mean, that was your story where you you saw the world through a certain way that you thought mm-hmm. it was, and then realized it wasn't. Yeah, it was so disillusioning. Yeah. It was like everything that I thought. And and was, I think and and for isn't. me, <laughs> that's that was. Um, I also felt like, how could I have been? blind yeah. to signals of this um was i neglectful so um mm. that picture which we used to have on our wall um is the first thing that comes to my mind when you ask that question yeah because that set then in motion this this kind of dissonance this disproportionate thing that i thought the world was this way 
and now it's this way. Hmm. Uh, well, my mind goes back to um, a few months before we found out about the relationship yeah. and what was going on. Um, and it was actually, a, sadly, um, an answer to prayer because I had experienced some red flags mm -hmm. and some conversations with you that where you had expressed some concerns um, that had been that was like a year before mm -hmm. almost a year before you did um, and then a few months later I had some major red flags in observation and some things that happened and and so I had been praying for <clears throat> probably six months uh, for the Lord to shine light into mm -hmm. this situation and into this relationship I was hoping with all my heart I was wrong yeah, I with my concerns yeah. Oh, no, that was very real to me. And so <laughs> that conversation did not, as sad as it was, unfortunately did not come out of the blue. Out of the blue. Mm. Unfortunately was not completely um, shocking in a sense, even though it was shocking yeah. to my emotions. Yeah. But I feel like, um, yeah, yeah, I feel like mm. in some ways it was like, oh, that's an, you know, it's, I know now. Well, it's it's what's hidden. It was hidden, and you were praying for if there's anything that needs to come to the light, that that will be brought to the light. Yes. And that that is an answer to prayer. Yeah. And I mean, I am so thankful that I'm not living in the darkness anymore. Oh, you know what I mean? Right. It's, right. I I as hard as that is to have that be brought to the light, it is such an important mm -hmm. thing. And yeah, so. and that didn't take away from the pain of the experience by any stretch. Right, right. and the but, pain of experience for you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, uh, yeah and I, I think that, you know, sometimes we hear that, you know, people would say, well, it's just my choice it, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody. Well, mm. the point is yeah. that there's no choices <laughs> that don't affect and touch other people. Uh, a right. marriage totally. is a collective experience right I mean it's a covenant between two people but that covenant is witnessed by all the people who love those two individuals so true and and their lives are forever changed we defined our family in this one way our our family meals and holidays were framed around the relationship that you were in right yeah and so 100%. when that is broken it isn't just you and it's not just that we cared about you yeah it was that we cared about how injured this left you that was significant but it was removing this whole way a big way in which our our entire family was defined. 100%. Yeah, you weren't just feeling empathy for me. No. It was it, it hurt and it shattered the family. Yeah, and I think anybody listening to this conversation who who has a family affected by something that's affected two people. Yeah. Um would understand that. It's mm -hmm. it's like there is no nobody's an island to themselves, you know, yeah. the poet said and um some poet said, I can't remember who, <laughs> um, that... Um, was it like Bob Dylan or something? No. <laughs> <laughs> the great uh, poet Bob Dylan. <laughs> I don't think it was Bob Dylan. I, I think it know. goes back longer than that. But anyway, the, um, the, the when, when that 
relationship was broken, it broke other things. Totally. Totally. And, and it's really important to recognize that right. and to say this does not just affect the individuals that are getting the divorce, but it has the ripple effects of right. affecting friends and family, right. extended family, <laughs> churches. I mean, it's yeah. it is significant. It's yeah. so it's so important. And just yeah. to circle back to what you said, I think it was Robinson Caruso that said <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to interject that. But he was be... on an island. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. See what we live with. We Wilson. live with those. Yeah, but do you see it took me five minutes to remember his name? And I totally missed what Ellie said while I was trying to think of it. Okay, my mom. Now you know some of our the, family yeah, dynamics. Yeah. yeah. Mom is the funny one. No, she's in her old world most of the time, so. She is. Mom, you're hilarious, and we love you so much. <laughs> I, I, I think, though, that, like, in addition to the fact that this did, like, we went through this grief, too. The yeah. family yeah. did. Oh, gosh. It, it was still really about you and about, I mean, it, it, it was that. But it was seeing and watching the spiral it was was really difficult. Yeah, you, you grieve by association, like, when you... Because we are empathetic people, we see somebody going through a hard time. We weep with those who weep. But you guys were also weeping for yourselves too. I think that's yes, a great but way to add put to it. that, add to that, the compounded pain of a parent with yes, a child. Yes, exactly. So I so, really want to talk you about know, that too. It's not just normal empathy. Yeah. It's like whatever you're feeling, I can feel that too. I mean, I, I feel I came that from too. you. So yeah, yeah I mean, biologically, you cannot, it's 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 really tough to yeah. separate yourself from your child's pain, um, and it's it's compounded in a in a very real way, and mm. and yeah, there's really no escaping that other than just to ask Jesus to bear it for yeah. you and with mm. you, um, and we had other things going on at that very time. Like this yeah. came at a very, very difficult time yeah. in our own lives. So we had just moved yeah. two weeks before from Alexandria back to Venice Heights. So that's, you know, yeah. there's stress involved in that. It was like, a, it's about two hours away. Um, you moved back to the Twin Cities um, to, yeah. to a suburb of St. Paul. There was another huge thing happening in yeah. our lives at the same time. And when it rains, it pours. Yeah. I mean, it was really difficult that next day after you came and told us mm -hmm. if I could just go into the totally, nitty-gritty of the details um, the very next day we closed on the house that we sold in Alexandria so yeah we went back up to Alexandria that next day took our dogs with us because we just did and you know one of the it was just I was just sitting there thinking you know Jojo yeah. died like two days later it's after so that sad. and really Jojo is a little... Our little poodle. A little tiny poodle. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Jojo was kind of like the sacrificial lamb because... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to say that, but I mean, yeah. remember we... Um, and you can cut this out if you don't. No, you're good, Mom. Keep going. <laughs> okay. So, um, so jo we went up north. <laughs> we had Jojo with us. I can't remember... Oh, Rama had had puppies up there. So we were going to see Rama and the puppies, and we had Jojo with us. That was mm -hmm. it. Okay. So Jojo was absolutely becoming senile, right, because of the move. And I don't know what was going on. Yeah. But he 
um, I ended up leaving him at our breeders because he was so, he was behaving so terribly. We got to our, our breeder's house, Darcy Pesta, who's an amazing breeder of, what do you call our dog? Golden Retrievers. <laughs> so if you're in the market for Golden Retrievers. Yes, yes, she's amazing. This episode is sponsored by Darcy. <laughs> yes, yes. It's not, actually. Although. I love her so much. So, okay, we got up to Darcy's and we we're like, okay, Darcy, we're so happy to see you. We're so happy to see our dog yeah. and her beautiful 11 puppies. Aww. But listen, we are reeling this morning yeah. from what we just went through. So, or, you know, what we're going through and what yeah. we just heard about yesterday. And so she, fresh. Oh, my gosh. We were weeping yeah. on the way up and just um, beside ourselves with grief. And I told mm-hmm. her she cries, you know, just being Darcy, she cried with me. And then... Um, I, Jojo was acting so weird in the car and she said, Jill, you can't handle this dog right now. You just leave this dog with me. That's so sweet. (laughs) And, um, I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you serious? You will take care of my poodle? And she did. And Jojo ran, ended up running away. The interesting thing about that event, I think that story shows like all of these unintended consequences, yeah. all of the mm-hmm. lives that things like this yeah. affect. Yeah. Darcy, who had nothing to do with it, yeah. ended up, like it just. Uh, and that's no condemnation to anybody. I mean, you know what I mean? No, like, I don't want, that's really, it's, yeah. it's no, there's no. Thank con- you for pointing that out. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so, it's, it all works out okay. And yeah, because, but, so, sorry, But no, but, but. But still, it's just, it is a domino effect. Yeah, of yeah there are. Painful sin, things. Sin is, that, that's, that's what sin does. That sin brings separation between people. And it yeah. brings separation between God. And um, we are free of sin, praise the Lord, because of what Jesus did on the cross 2,000 years ago. But that still doesn't, that still doesn't take away the consequences of sin on this earth. Mm-hmm. And well, so it, it is important to bring that distinction. Yeah. When, I, when I think about the aftermath of this, I mean, the the weeks and what became months yeah. that followed, um, what I think Years. of is like, yeah, well, yeah, but what, but what I think of is, is the, um, the imposition of this on, on kind of everything about the relationship. So I think that that when when we have healthy vibrant relationships mm-hmm. with other people we get lost in just being able to engage and talk with them and mm. and it's almost like we forget context and we're just with them this was so big it was such a big elephant in the room mm. that it was not possible not to see it glaring everywhere mm. all the time in our relationship with you and with you. It's like you you were identified with this tragedy in my mind so much that I couldn't just relate with Ellie anymore. It was like, Ellie, who is going through this? Ooh, that's interesting. And and so it was such a big, it's this thing that attached, right? Yeah. That colored everything. I I had to think, I have to be careful what I say to Ellie Mm. because of this. It was like instead of just being cut loose to just engage with you, it 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 affects everything. So mm. having you at a family meal with everybody else, it's like so obvious 
And I that hated that. Of course, I know, but I it's it's like it. the dominant elephant in the room. But I couldn't do anything about no, it. No, and neither can anybody yeah. else. And That's so you the guys point. would say like, "Oh no, it doesn't really. Affect, it's really fine. Just be yourself. Just be where you are." But I, I knew that it's of this. Course. It's I was hemorrhaging. My right. my my arm was gone. Right. <laughs> you know, and I was like, yes. I'm bleeding. That's on exactly everybody. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, exactly what I'm saying. And I think, like, to just acknowledge that, it almost has to be that way yeah. for a while. Yeah. So, I've heard you guys. Um, I mean, you were, your, mom, you were talking about Darcy and how that that was a support to you just in that moment. But you guys were such a support to me. You know, I was like, I I just, I needed, I needed people. You know, I, it, it took me a while to tell you guys because I needed, I needed that time, which was mm. the worst. Um, I, I, I've talked about this before, but I mean, it was like, I, I just, I, what I wanted so badly was your guys's help and your support because you're mm. you're the ones that I go to when I'm struggling. Like, I and I couldn't I couldn't do that. So I was like dodging your phone calls. And I mean, I came over for dinner one time, and it was yes, like the worst thing that. ever. I just I was just like, get me out of here. I can't. I was my my skin was crawling because I couldn't tell you, and it was just the worst. So oh, I know I remember that very clearly. Yeah, it was really it was I mean, just it, really hard. We, I didn't know that you were struggling to that degree yeah but, but you could tell something was up i'm sure uh, a little could you i think well in retrospect it was like clear it just seemed you were actually quite a brilliant actress i think <laughs> so i i mean you you didn't let well, it thank come you <laughs> yes and the oscar goes to yeah. ellie for yeah. her for her faking grief yeah no we're <laughs> um, faking normalcy we're faking normalcy in the midst of grief yeah um but you know, you you guys were such a support to me. Who was giving support to you? Well, we talked to people that where it was appropriate, like okay. the close people yeah. in our lives. Yeah. Jeff and, and Christine, yeah. who are dear family and friends. Support from friends. Definitely getting support from the Lord too. I mean, yeah. he what did became that look very like real for you? Um, I guess you know I had. I had been really actively building my faith and trying to really understand what faith mm-hmm. is in the midst of suffering, in the midst of yeah. unanswered prayer, yeah. that we were already in the context mm-hmm. of, you know, of yep. experiencing that. Um, so I was very determined to believe that mm. God was going to turn this around for good hmm. and to... Um, yeah. I was very determined to not let grief overtake me. Hmm. Um, I sometimes wanted to help you see that too. At yeah. times where I felt like you were so down, yeah. um, you were very open to that. And that was okay. But very I, open to what? To, you know, always trying to see the faith side of it yeah okay because in the middle you know of what you were experiencing and that's understandable yeah I think I I I, for my survival I really had to hold on to the word yeah and and to know that this experience too was going to turn around for Mm. good I had no proof of that I had my feelings would say otherwise my daughter would scream otherwise but Romans 8 28 was still alive and at work and and we love god and we are called 
according to his purposes. And somehow or other, this tragedy is going to turn around. Yeah. And I just yeah. have to keep that at the forefront of my mind. Yeah. I think that that is, that's something I look back on. And in the moment, there were these, there were these times it just like, I hated the bright side. Yeah, no, <laughs> I really that was, did. That was understandable. You know, like and, I didn't want there to. I I was like, this is grief. I need to. I need to step into this pain as much as I. You know, it was it was like my right to feel the pain. Mm-hmm. And so when somebody would tell me, God wants to heal you completely and make you as good as new, not just as good as new, but better. And when, because that's actually the truth. Mm-hmm. Right, and it is. <laughs> that's the truth. But I hated hearing that. But I look back on, I look back now, and I was just having a conversation with um, with my, my mentor, Elle, about this. She's been on the podcast before. Um, that that's what she tells people. That she, she tells people, you can be, your heart doesn't have to hurt. You can be better, more restored than you ever thought possible. And, and that, that is actually the truth. It's so hard to hear that, but Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that I did because it expanded my imagination, I think, to think that this can actually happen, that there can be even a greater restoration. And I, I'm walking in that now. Mm -hmm. My heart doesn't hurt anymore. My, I'm, I'm not, I'm not even, I don't even think about this this situation and feel pain anymore I, I i i talk about it in terms of like i have i have empathy for that person that went through it but it's not me and and god has completely healed my heart and as hard as it was to hear that in the moment i'm almost i i am glad because you guys had the faith for me that i did not have for myself and yeah we actually saw you where you are now yeah mm-hmm yeah. Yeah. Did you guys struggle with hopelessness for me that maybe I wouldn't be restored? Um, I was some, t- no, no, I wouldn't say that. But I would say that I was concerned with how, how much you threw yourself into your pain, how thoroughly mm-hmm. you allowed that to, 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 how thoroughly you marinated in that. At times, yeah, um, because like with the reclaiming that I was doing. Oh no, not with that so much. Okay. Just sometimes with the emotional lows. Yeah, like when we took you to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, for example, we kind of hoped that maybe that would. You're like, well, she's gonna sit in the sun and swim in the ocean. We'd hope it's for gonna be just great. like maybe a smile once in a while. You well, know, the was... first thing you said when you got there was. I am not going to be happy here. Do not count on it. What? You did. <laughs> like, don't get your hopes up here. Oh, no. But, but you know, just back Well, to because r- it was also raining when I got there, and it kept raining the whole time. I know. Well, it took me back to the when you were two, <laughs> oh, and it was gosh. your sister's birthday, and you were so sad. And all that day, and your sister's birthday, you were yeah. like... Oh, I'm having a bad day. I'm having a sad day. And, and once in a while, I think, oh. Lord, I just want to get out of this bad day. Yeah. Because, I mean, it definitely... I wanted everyone to know I was having a bad day. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, you were really honest with us, like, in saying that when we got yeah. to Hawaii. You, we didn't get there at the same time. You you got there a couple days later, I think. Yeah, I did I did come later. I yeah. Work. Um, and, gosh, we just wanted to get you away from this for a while and just... 
It had been you know, a couple months, and I had been really marinating in it. Yeah. And then, you know what we marinated on in that trip? What? Hamilton. The only thing that would cheer you up was the music from Hamilton. <laughs> that <laughs> we is were so like, true. I completely oh forgot about that. Oh, my goodness. I was so sick of that musical. You were? <laughs> yes. I mean, always. Oh, you always on you, all the time. But I'm like, okay. But Dad was helps, geeking out about it. Were you it were you being honest with that, Tad? Oh, no. I no, you no, I absolutely was. No, I was. <laughs> oh no, I I love history anyway. Uh, but that was no, it's cool. a great You know musical. what? Whatever it takes to encourage your heart, it's okay. I'm fine with <laughs> Hamilton. I'm fine. I know it was a bright spot. But I will say, so after, so we were. I was with you guys for for several days in on the Big Island in yeah. Hawaii, and then I went over and I visited my friend Kristen and her husband. Yeah, um, on Oahu, so it was a different island, and it was there when I was with them there that I had the first experience of seeing, okay, I could be happy someday. Wow! And it wasn't. I I kind of describe it as like the. You know, it was it was extremely cloudy <laughs> in my heart yes. and in my emotions, but I saw in the distance the clouds part. And so I could see that there was wow. sunshine over there. So I had hope the that size I of would a man's be. hand kind of Yeah. Thing. So I would I had hope that one day I would be happy. So that trip was actually really important. And not only that, it really helped to solidify that I was gonna do this reclaiming journey. Hmm. Um that that I knew that I, I made my list in Hawaii. You, you did. I did. Um, oh, wow. So it was it was incredibly significant to be to be in Hawaii. Actually, as hard as it was to yeah. be there, um, hey. and then also feeling That's the encouraging. feeling you know being with Matt and Alexa who were who were married. They were there, and then Michael was there. He wasn't married at the time, and 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 then I was there, and it was like. Where do I fit in into this family? Yeah, it felt so hard. It felt so strange because I, I just, I felt like I was missing a part of myself. Well, yeah. I was missing my husband. You're demoted. You felt demoted. I did. To like okay, I did. Now am I? Yeah, because I had been married for over five years, and I was mm-hmm. the one in the family that was married, and so like we would plan holidays around when he and I could be there, or mm-hmm. or when we had to be with his family. And then all of a sudden, I just I felt like I was thrown back into childhood, missing my adulthood. Totally, it was really it was oh, really yeah. tough, but I'm very grateful for that trip, mm. even as hard as it was, because it did help me step into the pain in a new way. But it actually did instill hope, and I didn't. And That's I only so see that now looking back. Um. And maybe it was the vitamin D. I don't know. It does help it in the emerge. middle of winter. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Because sure. that was, I think, February, wasn't it? It was in February. So yeah. that's the worst time here. But I think what's hard to see in in that middle, the middle of that is, again, Romans eight twenty eight says that whatever we're going through is 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 a, a stepping stone for an upgrade hmm. for us through through the Lord, and we could see that that. We could see the potential of that yeah. somehow, someday, only through our eyes of faith. Mm-hmm. Only. Yeah. But um, we could see that before you could see that, and that makes yeah. sense. I think that's why we need other people well, in our and, lives. And I, I think that I mean, my, my contention, at least, is that not everything that happens in the world is God's will. Oh, yeah. 
and preach. And yet, um, God works His will out of things. So that that Romans eight passage is God works all things together for good to those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. God's at work making the good even out of things that aren't good. Yeah. And. Because it doesn't say all things are good. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And this was one of those examples. I think what faith says, and this is where those who are strong bear the affirmities of those who are weak. I mean, we were weak through this too, but we, we were, I believe, able to see faith easier than you could. Hmm. And because we're in community, we, we don't do this all by ourselves. Our faith was credited to you in a way. So right. Cool. Yeah. Right. And so, so like, like this is why we need, why we need relationships, and we need the church, and we need family yeah. that's a, that's believing for us, because we could see, um, we could see the new first best when you couldn't. Right. So, like, God doesn't make a plan B; He just makes another plan A. It's a new first best, which is what He's actually created for you now. A hundred percent. So, so like, like you have a it's you have a great. new first best life, even yeah. though, even though, like, it wasn't God's will that your marriage, your first 100%. marriage, was gone. Yeah. God wanted to make that something beautiful, but when that was broken, He just takes the pieces and does something new and creative. I, I maybe I've shared this story before, but um, I, I was once working with. Um, a business in my consulting in Oklahoma, and it was a, a bank that I was mm-hmm. doing some work with. And the banker, I came in to have some initial conversations with him. And um, in the corner of his big, beautiful banking office, right? I mean, he's just this um, was this this beautiful, about five foot tall, and he had it in this beautiful case, and it was well lit. A big glass vase that was mm-hmm. multicolored. It was just beautiful, and he had it lit behind and. It was this big, beautiful, and, and I, I was so drawn to it. Like, what is this? And he told me the story that a friend of his creates these, is a glass blower, mm. and creates these works of art. I mean, they're are like priceless. Yeah. And what he does is he takes broken glass, you know, like yeah. broke broken pot bottles and broken windows and all these colored glass cool. melts it. And then re-blows it into this. And he said, that's my life. Like the banker oh, told me. He said, that's my that. life. That 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 he and he, he had an incredibly broken childhood. Mm. And he told me quickly his story. He said, Everybody that comes in here, I tell them that's mm. what Jesus did for me. Oh my gosh, that's, that's awesome. so cool. And that's what Jesus will do as well for your ex-husband. And yeah. to make this an upgrade for him too. There's grace for him as well. And I- an absolute fresh future for him, and yeah, because that love still stands. I mean, it's mm-hmm. our that our love for him is expressed differently. Yeah, now. yeah. Like love, and my love for him love, too. Love yeah. takes on different forms, mm-hmm. and and based on the covenant of relationships that we're in. And when that covenant's no longer intact, he's not our son-in-law, but we still bless him. Can bless him and believe the same Absolutely. thing, right? God can take the broken yeah. pieces, melt them down. And make something new, first, best. Absolutely. But I think that that the people around you could see that earlier than you could. 
Yeah. And, and that was that's okay. <laughs> but no, but 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 that's okay. And and yes. and that's actually why we have relationships. Yeah. Right? That's absolutely. that like like Paul says again in Romans, we who are strong bear the sicknesses of those who are weak and the, and the sickness of yeah. brokenness and hurt. And, like the father that brought his son to Jesus, he's the guy that says, I do believe, help me in my unbelief. It's yeah. the situation, you know, we can believe for other people, I think, easier than we can believe for ourselves sometimes. Yeah. Where do you think so, that is? I mean, it, it it is very much the case. Yeah. Sometimes things seem too good to be true, I guess, you know. Yeah. I think prayer. God built the universe that way. I think I think God himself is a relationship. Because hmm. it's three in one. So, yeah, he, he doesn't just like relationships. Yeah. He is one. And so he's, he's woven the way things work around relationships. So we actually need each other. I don't think we mm-hmm. can get out of things like this alone. Hmm. You don't work your yeah. way out of this. Like you need people to believe. I mean, all this is coming to like, okay, if we were to say something to someone who's in the middle of this, like further back than where you are, like, mm-hmm. like they're right in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. That whether you have a family, like in your case you had a physical family that helped you mm-hmm. believe through this. Find somebody, like get into a fellowship or a community yeah. with people who will believe more than you do right now. Yeah. And that will also, I want to add to that and say that that will also sit with you in your pain. Yeah. Because we, we do need to mm-hmm. sit there. But the important distinction is that you need somebody who's not going to allow you to sit there too long. Right. <laughs> because the the... The temptation is to be there too long and to, to yeah. sit marinating in in this. Yeah, like, well, you took people with you on all your little reclaim mm-hmm. adventures, right? Yeah. To restaurants in mm-hmm. New and York it, and mm-hmm. and you, you didn't stay there. Yeah, it's, it is, we, we need to feel the feelings when they come. And then we only have healing. We only have true redemptive healing when we have hope that it can come mm-hmm. that it can that it that it is right. coming and so w- when we feel hopeless we need the reminder that there's hope that there is something bigger that the clouds are parting in the you know yeah. in the distance even though right now it feels really cloudy and we're getting rained on um, and so that's the that's the beauty of having friendships and relationships just like you're saying we need these people in our lives and um yeah, I just I think what you're saying, you guys, is so important. And you guys are unique because I mean I I wish it wasn't as unique, <laughs> but your faith is everything to you guys. And and I am so grateful for that. That your your foundation is so firmly on the Lord where where mom, you've you've taken this time and you know, you just like you were saying, you've you spent all this time building your faith, building resilience, and um, and so then you guys weren't shattered when I felt shattered, um, so that you could then encourage me and. and so see, there's a difference between grieving and being broken and being shattered. You know, yeah. pa- Paul said, 
you know, we, we're, we're pressed down and afflicted, but we're we not are destroyed. not destroyed. Yeah. And this is, this is hope, right? This is the, and, and our way of looking at the world, the, a, a Christian worldview is the only hope engendering way to look at life. Yeah. Nothing else has hope in it. It's so true. And so because of the resurrection as a historical event, <clears throat> And what Jesus has done with our sin on the cross and how he has given us a new kind of life that we can live in, we can go through anything. It hurts, yeah, but it cannot harm us. Mm-hmm. And that and and that that hope has to be reclaimed out of the pain by saying, yeah. I'm not gonna stay, I'm not gonna let this destroy me because it can't destroy me unless I let it. Yeah. Unless I don't believe in hope anymore. Right. Hope remains. Yep. And then we just get back up and it doesn't mean we live in denial. You know, Abraham faced the fact that he was an old man and Mm -hmm. couldn't have a baby and his wife couldn't have a baby. He didn't live in denial. He just said, God's word's bigger than my experience. Yeah. Faith can be kind of uncomfortable, though, around... Um, sometimes I felt like my faith was uncomfortable for you that I because I you know I guess I would just ask you Ellie like sometimes I feel like my bent to try to find the positive or to try to find the hope um rubbed against you at times and I I had to back off and I had to say okay she's not ready for that I have to be um, I have to hold that right now and mm-hmm. wait. And I wasn't always very good at that, mm-hmm. partially because it hurt me to hurt to see you hurt. So yeah. I, I wanted to make it better. Right. I so wanted to make it better. Um, it's really hard to yeah. extrapolate my um, faith from my maybe um, selfish motives in the sense of, mm. oh, when can she be better you know yeah. when can she feel better uh, but then uh, on the other hand faith can also be almost um it can rub people the wrong way because it can look like um you know, i'm not being unreal i'm not being realistic it can mm-hmm. look sometimes like even like pride in a sense mm-hmm. of why do you believe that in the midst of this that doesn't make sense so it i did feel that there, I mean, there were moments where I was like, I cannot look on the bright side. Yeah. I'm not ready yeah. to feel this. I know. I'm not ready for it. But like I said, now looking back, I'm like, that, that was a gift. And there were there were so many moments that I pushed that away. Um, and that's what I, I, I mean, I, I want to apologize to you for that. But also, that's what I was feeling at no, the time. You don't so have you don't, to. Do you know what I mean? Have, yeah. Um, I don't think there's any need to apologize. But, but yeah, I mean, I you... definitely felt that the pressure to be better, the pressure to yeah. like to feel better. But I also knew that I was so broken, and like I just I couldn't fake it. Yeah. Um, I mean, and there there were moments I had to fake it when I was at work or when I was, right. you know. So there was all these moments that. I felt like I just had to put on this face like I was okay. So that felt disingenuous. But then being with you guys, I wanted to be, I wanted to be real. And, and you I wanted were. to be honest. And I'm happy about that. Yeah. I'm... But then there were moments that I felt like, okay, well, I can't show this side. I'm just going to go to my room mm-hmm. and I'm going to cry. And I don't want to see anybody. <laughs> yeah. um, so for me, it needed to be 
I just needed to figure out what I needed at the time. But that that's that's anybody. We don't want to feel pain. But then there comes a moment too where the enemy can tell us that, you know, to feel comfortable in the pain and to stay there. And, mm-hmm. um, and that was, I mean, that was my case, kind of sitting in that, sitting in the gunk for too long um, at moments that, that was challenging. So it is a, it is a very complicated thing it because, is. because is. you, and I think, I mean, I'm not a mother, so I don't know, but, but you, you were saying, I mean, you, you're directly feeling the pain for me and and mm-hmm. I mean I'm sure dad I'm sure you felt the same way just feeling that pain and so you just want to take it away you want to make it better what did that feel like oh I don't know I mean hard it was tough yeah it's just really heavy yeah quite excruciating I would say well, well yeah I, I it helpless in that that's not something humanly like you can do yeah like I just wanted to like hit a couple buttons yeah. and change it, mm-hmm. but we can't. Yeah, and so and we had the promise that we could. We had right. We, we had someone to carry it for us, and right. And who, I think that's who, what who we invites do. us. Give me your burdens and your cares because I care about you. He, mm-hmm. he, I knew Jesus cared about me and the burden I was carrying, and I really had an outlet for that in it's literally amazing. taking it to him. <clears throat> I wasn't always successful, you know, in yeah. leaving it there. But um, he he really And those would are take all things that we believed before. I mean, we read the Bible, we had been taught these things. Yeah. I think it, this it wasn't just a theory. I think this mm-hmm. yeah, this like particular grief it. and and really the other issue in our family that has been grief as well along with this suddenly took all that theory and we had to do it on Tuesdays. Yeah. Right? Like we had yep. to like cast all your cares upon me because I care for you. And you actually Jesus had to is saying. do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. We had to do it. Yeah. Right. It, it's like it and, and and then it was a matter of our own, our own emotional survival. Mm. Without that we would have lost hope. Yeah. So I would say too just on a really practical note I I got a PhD in YouTube during this time of yeah. just <laughs> looking and hearing great faith preachers that yeah. really helped me realign my feelings and my thinking and my words yeah. to what does the word say about my situation today and am I going to believe my own feelings and my own yeah. thoughts or am I going to rely on the word of God and go That's straight good. to that and that is That's an right along with YouTube and old Carol Burnett shows and and <laughs> Laughing at Tim Hawkins. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, there's the, there's the healthy distraction to yeah. kind of just point yourself Along to with being laughing. fed with faith. Uh, fed yeah. with faith mm-hmm. and then also just saying, okay, I'm not going to, like, I, I need to laugh. Yeah. I think that's, that's there's yeah. a level of self-awareness that this takes where, like, okay, I, I just need to, I need to go and distract myself with this or, right. um, or I need to go be with a friend right now. Um, that that was something that I needed to know for myself, and that's something that parents need to know, family members also need to know. Um, yeah. That's, I think, is really important. I want to hear what, how your empathy for other parents that are, that are in your situation, that were, or that are in your situation, what, what, is, what is that like now when you hear that 
a friend of yours, their kid is going through mm -hmm. something like this? Um, I think honestly, I think in the past, there was something always in the back of my mind when I when somebody else was going through something. It was like, wow, I'm really glad that's not me. Yeah. If I'm really honest about it. Yeah. Um, and there was a barrier I think we put up to other people's pain. We don't want to imagine it. We don't for want ourselves. we don't want to imagine yeah. it for ourselves. Yeah. And so we want to we want to have like like pity, mm -hmm. but um, like really letting ourselves imagine that that would be our situation. I you can't do that when you go through it. And now it's just. Um, I think we're sort of invited by Jesus to share in that with other people. It's it's much easier, frankly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I find it much easier to just go, I know what that feels like. Yeah. And it isn't just that kind of pain. It's like any kind of pain. Yeah. Right. When, so yeah, when, when your when your capacity for pain is is increased, right, right. You, you're like, well, it, it's either going to make you bitter, or yeah. you're going to say, God, make me empathetic with that. I'm yeah. not a usually I'm usually not very feeling oriented person, and so it's like God, I think, can use this to sensitize me. That's good. And I think I think He has. I, I not that I would ever choose it, or I don't even look at it as a virtue. It's like. Hmm. It took this to do that for me. Well, that that's another one of those ways that the Lord takes the bad and he creates good. That in our own hearts we can feel it or we can see someone go through it and say, wow, I am so sorry for that because that's terrible and that's awful and let me know if there's anything you need <laughs> yeah. um, in, a, in, a, in a new way. And I think that's a really... It's an important yeah, thing. Yeah, and, and I think too, it's like it's uh, it's tempting to compare pains. Yes. Like to say, like, well, theirs isn't as bad as what mine was. Right. Pain is or, not comparable. Um, it's interesting because you've been um, you've been listening to a lot about the Holocaust. It's like really yeah. you're sort of drawn to that. Your dad was in the Second World War, and I, um, I just read a book on the Armenian Holocaust during mm. the First World War with, where, you know, 600,000 Christians were killed just, oh just in families and just ruthlessly slain. It was, it was horrible and hidden from history in many ways. But the, the point with that is um, remembering our brothers and sisters around the world have also suffered. Yeah, yeah. and are suffering. And are suffering. And I think in some ways... We're sort of drawn to that right now, mm -hmm. like to realize, okay, we've gone through pain and other things in our life that are yeah. painful too, but there's no comparison of pains. Yeah. Pain is mm -hmm. pain. Yep. Disappointment is disappointment. And um, I think it sensitizes our empathy. Yeah. Which otherwise I would tend to be like live in my own little lane and yeah. Not, yeah. not let myself out to that. I want to answer your question um, with saying that this experience has given me <clears throat> the gift of humility. Mm. I had pockets of pride in my life that I think um, I didn't even, I wasn't even aware of. Yeah. 
And when you go through something like this, you can look at whatever anyone else is going through and have much more empathy than you would have had before. Or I'll just speak for myself. I yeah. have so much more empathy. But I also have, um, yeah, I just, I just, I can pray for these people with, with greater, I don't know, faith, I think. Yeah. I would also thank the Lord for tools he's given me to deal with this kind of pain um, that you just kind of referenced. Um, I noticed this with some Holocaust survivors as well mm-hmm. um, that had, that were able to see positivity in the middle of no, what they went through. Mm-hmm. Just, there's no com- there is no comparison, but we have to say, you know, what we've gone through is nothing close to what many people have gone through in this world. But one scripture the Lord has given me on this journey that has been immensely helpful to me, mm-hmm. if you don't mind me sharing this. Please, is, please. Um, in Romans, do not be overcome with evil, mm-hmm. but overcome evil with good. So the temptation is to be overcome yeah. with what we're going through and to be overcome with the injustice and overcome with the pain of your child and whatever it is that's overcoming you. And as I prayed about what that meant for me, Lord, what, how do I apply this scripture mm-hmm. to my mind, to my heart? He, he really brought it down to practical things mm-hmm. for me, like um, do good things today. Yeah. What brings me joy? Just do it. Yeah. And it was really literally down to, you know what, why don't you just go paint your fingernails because you yeah. like doing that. Or go clean a closet because you like doing that. Um, uh, and yeah. just really bringing it down. So I, I would, my heart wants to encourage people that are going through things mm-hmm. like that with those, those kinds of things. And just yeah. to not just have empathy, but also say it's you know, to, to bring encouragement, then also practical things like that. Yeah. And that's what reclaiming, the whole reclaiming journey is. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. another angle for Overcoming that. I was thinking of like good. the, uh, yeah. it, it, not to overextend the hol- Holocaust analogy, but no, it, no. it's a, but, but it's a, it's an extreme of the very thing we're talking yeah. about, right? That Victor Frankl, who wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning, he was a Holocaust survivor, and he studied those who survived. Like, why did people survive? Yeah. What created that resilience in them? And it had to do with practical hope, mm. that they found something to look into the future and to do something today in the midst of a hopeless situation toward that hope. So it was, hope. it was hope acted upon. Yeah, I just read Team of Rivals about Abraham Lincoln, and he did that during the Civil War. I mean, he there were moments where he just wanted to die from the pain. Yeah. He was, but then he would just grab a humorous book, open it up, and have a good laugh. <laughs> and that would really bother people overcome, around him. But yeah, was he good. was overcome. That was the, we yeah. have to find ways to to survive. Yeah, and, practicality is. And laughing is great medicine. It is, it is. And you're an excellent laugher, Mom. <laughs> you're you're such a humorist. <laughs> Thank you. My friends say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys, this was, I mean, this was so full of beautiful insights and practical things. And, I mean, we could... We could keep going, but um, I'm so grateful. Thank you for coming on. And then even even opening the door again to remembering this tough time. It's okay. Um, that's, 
it can be really hard to do that and it can be hard to even just recount it because you then have the empathy for yourself when you are going through it um so it can't open the door to that pain so thank you for um thank you for doing this and um i'm really believing that this is going to encourage other people um that it's going to be a practical thing for for parents for family members for friends that are watching someone go through something really hard whether it's divorce or betrayal whatever um we're not supposed to do it alone and so thank you for not allowing me to do it alone and for being for being that direct support when I needed it most I'm so grateful seriously thank you honey and thank you for being a wonderful wonderful daughter (laughs) and and for mom and for taking what you've gone through and helping others and, and um, helping lift people out of the pain and suffering that they're experiencing right now and for mm-hmm. really getting your fingernails dirty by reaching into the mire, just like Jesus does. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so proud of you for that, Ellie. So grateful for you. Thank you. I'll probably cut that out. No, you won't. <laughs> if, you cut it, if you cut this out, you have to cut everything else out. Okay. <laughs> oh. Oh You're a wonderful no, daughter. I'm so grateful. You Thank give you, me so Mom. much joy. Ellie. Thank you. Thanks, Dad. I so appreciate it. And I so much appreciate you listeners. Thank you for being here. Thank you for um, for listening to this podcast and subscribing. Please subscribe. Also rate it on iTunes. That really, really does help me out. And share it with a friend because we don't know who's going through something hard. And I think this episode in particular can be a helpful resource to people um, that are going through s- tough situations but if you are going through a tough situation if you are going through a divorce if you're a woman living in the twin cities or anywhere really i have two support groups i have an in-person um direct support group that meets once a month um if you're going through divorce or separation from a marriage and then i have a um i have a support group that also meets online um, and all of that information is found in my show notes but that's been I think a really helpful resource to people that if you don't have, um, or even if you do have (laughs) supportive family members, supportive friends, it's really nice to see somebody else going through your same situation. And it can really help to bring, um, to bring realization around your, your feelings and your emotions. It's, it's been very helpful, but thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being here, mom and dad again. So appreciate it. Our pleasure. Remember, there is healing and there is redemption in Jesus. And there's always hope. Hope is my middle name. We'll see you next week.